Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Kantz, and today's guest is Ivan Klarich, founder of Uptick and also principal with the Exchange Listing LLC. And that one helps companies get listed on globally recognized exchanges like the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. So welcome to the show, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. You know, at the beginning, we usually talk about what some of your best practices are as a leader. But before you answer that question, I'm very curious because you started your life, so to speak, at the University of California with a bachelor's in cellular and molecular biology, and then later went into business. You already had a 3.8 GPA back then. So is it being super smart or what is it that has had you succeed as a leader in so many different companies? Because you've been a founder, CEO, a president of so many companies. I think I've always been an entrepreneur. So when I went to school, I chose science for two reasons. It was what I liked most and I could get through it easy for my, for whatever reason, I didn't have to study a lot in sciences. Mm -hmm. And I was planning at that time of going into the business side of genetic research, Mm. Um, decided not to do it, but I had always planned on being in business. And I thought I'd get a, a good science background because I didn't think I would, I would get as much out of going to school for the business degree as I would a science degree if I was heading over to Genetech, which was the company I was planning to go to at that time. Okay. So you already had identified who you wanted to work with? Yes. <laughs> you sound like part of your success is being clear about your goals. <laughs> <laughs> that, at that time, it was pretty clear. I, I was enjoying life playing tennis. Um, I was on tennis scholarships in college and my whole focus was getting, the, they didn't even call it a, a genetics degree. While I was in school, they changed the name from molecular cellular biology to genetics. Genetics was that young then. <laughs> and so I was really interested in the world of genetics at the time. But once I got more into it, I learned it was so early stage that the business side of it wasn't ready to be developed. It was just science. And I was not going to be a research scientist. So yeah. I moved on and that's how I got into other areas. Well, and you've been in, in software, pharmaceuticals, toys, various different industries before now, more in the financial side of things. And you sound really smart, but but that doesn't always translate into knowing how to lead people. So what would you say are one or two reasons why you have succeeded in leading teams? It's a great question. Um, you know, I'm not a great leader of teams, is the truth. And I think one of the things that I learned early on was to not try to be good at something I wasn't. So I spent a lot of time learning how to hire people and put them in the right positions. Mm. So the team can lead itself if I can give them the framework. Mm. And I spent a lot of time listening and a lot of time explaining the base principles and the core value and culture that I wanted in the company to the team leaders and got very lucky. I mean, just got some great people around me. Wow. So did you hire people that were in your network? Did you know how to use an assessment? Yeah, both. I I hired a lot out of my network and I spent a lot more time, I think, than especially back in the 90s and early 2000s. I spent a lot of time syncing with the um, management teams of the company, spending time with them, learning how they think and asking them to spend some time learning how I think. And so we can learn how to talk to each other and not confuse what we were saying. And we used a lot of the tools. And I don't remember the names of the tools, but there were personality tests. And then there was motivational tests Mm -hmm. that we used when we interviewed to make sure we were getting the right kind of person for the position we were interviewing for. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I can see that one of your best practices is being really clear about your expectations and being clear about your values and making sure there's an alignment there. So maybe you even approach the hiring process more scientifically than, than you think <laughs> from a clarity perspective. I definitely believe strongly that the most important thing in a business is the people and the clear focus of what the people are doing and how they're doing it. And if you do that right, the money and the success will follow. And so I think you're right. I think I, I put a lot of time into that and, and I studied it a lot. We, we spent, a, I mean, we had an online training company and we actually did multiple online training courses for the HR group of courses on hiring practices. So I studied that a lot and helped write those. So it was definitely a part of what we were doing. Mm, yes. Well, it sounds to me like taking the time up front to make sure you hire well is part of your foundation. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would think anybody that's worked with me actually yells at me because I take too much time up front. I, <laughs> yes. I read Peter Drucker's book at one point that said for every five hours of time you put into planning, you save 50 hours in implementation. I had to learn that there was a point of loss that if you put too much time up front, nothing gets done. So I've had to learn to balance that. Well, that leads us to the second topic, which is, you know, did you ever have a blind spot as a leader or did you ever struggle as a leader? And it sounds like one of your aha moments had to do around when is too much time or yeah. too slow. Over planning, you know, you've got to start with good. You shouldn't start with great when you kick off something. You have too much to learn when you first start. Mm -hmm. And well, um, I think, you know, I, I needed to learn to act faster. And I think the biggest blind spot I had in managing people was, it took me a while to understand that my expectations and the things that were important to me in my life weren't the expectations and things that were important mm. to other people in their lives. Mm. And once I learned that and learned to ask bigger questions through the process, that really helped me move faster with putting teams together. And Ivan, what was the aha moment when you realized, hey, <laughs> I have to change? <laughs> I was pretty young. I was... Uh, in my early 30s, and we had a company that was growing really fast. And, and I was the president and CEO of the company. And we got to 25 people. We were in California, and we implemented back then a, a really good healthcare plan. And the healthcare re representative came out and explained to everybody in the company what a HMO was, a EPO, and a PPO. Mm -hmm. And when I analyzed the three, it didn't make sense for most people to get an HMO back then because it was a pretty poor level of medical service. And everybody was making some decent money. And most of everybody was a young family. So it was pretty poor level of medical service for their children as well. And I think it was 97% or 96% of the employees all picked HMOs because they were cheaper. <laughs> they didn't even look at everything else. And I, I was flabbergasted to the point that I told one of my guys that I wanted to turn into our manager of the company that if he took the HMO for his family, I would not promote him into the spot. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, his name was Richard and Richard was great. And he ended up taking the EPO and um, getting promoted and running the company for many years. But I, I, that, that was the aha moment for me. That was when I realized, oh my gosh, I, I need to realize that People have very different priorities and thinking than I do. And it's not better or worse than mine. It's just different. And I need to be respectful of that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure, I'm sure there's just several CEOs who can relate to that statement anyway. Okay. So then, and, and I don't know if you can, can you recall the moment where you realize 
I need to not take so long. I'm taking too long in the process of hiring. Um, that's funny. I, I think I still do that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. You know, that, that was interesting. I, I worked for many years with my, my ex-wife. And one day she sat me down and said, listen, I don't like to yell at you or tell you this, but that was her big message to me. She said, you need to move faster because you're losing the confidence of the people around you. They're not sure why you're being so careful. They're not sure you know, why you're going so slow. And the, the way she put it really made sense to me. And mm-hmm. I, um, I started changing. And when I started changing, I, I started seeing really good results. So I, you know, I, 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 I kind of monitored that to see where, how, how much I needed to change for those results to get as good as they could. Very good. Well, Ivan, you've been through a couple of ups and downs in your life, a couple of crises. So yes. as you know, a lot of entrepreneurs now are going through that. And you've worked with entrepreneurs, you've worked with mid-sized companies, you've done work with Fortune 500 companies. Is there a tip or two you can share with entrepreneurs or new leaders who not necessarily had the experience you've had over the years of making it through crisis? Well, I think that the most important tip I can give someone is that crisis is something that's of the immediate time that you're in. And as you move forward from crisis, if you focus on the right things again, the crisis will become behind you. You're not going to bring it forward with you. I went, I've actually gone bankrupt completely once um, in the mid 1990s. And I never thought I'd get back on my feet. It was, it was devastating. I had a um, hostile takeover attempt in, inside a company that I owned. And instead of giving them the company, I shut it. And when I shut it, I paid the employees for three months and I paid the medical insurance for three months and I had nothing left. Mm. And um, never, I didn't think I'd come out of it. And all it took was doing the same thing that I had always done, which was put my head down, get some clarity, focus, and did what I believed in, you know, did it the way I believed in it and believed in myself. And that to me is the most important part of crisis. It's knowing that you're going to deal with it right. And if you don't trust yourself, you need to work on yourself enough to trust yourself that you can deal with problems when they arise. You don't have to do everything perfect. You have to do the stuff you're best at the best and you have to do the stuff you're worst at good enough so it doesn't hold you back. So just get good enough at the bad stuff, that you're, not the bad stuff, but the stuff that you're not strong at so it doesn't hold you back. And you're going to always move forward and be successful if you're someone that sticks to what they believe in. Wow. Well, what was the aha moment that had you realize that at the time when it seemed like you would not get out of it? I don't think there was an aha moment. I had two kids. I had no choice. Mm. And I think by doing it, you know, it was more in hindsight that I realized that, not in foresight. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. That's certainly an insight that uh, I think will serve a lot of leaders right now. So I really appreciate you you know, taking the time to, to come on the show today. And as we wrap up, I know people can learn more about what you currently do by going to exchangelistingllc.com. Yes. Um, is there anything else you want to say about why you became a principal with them? You know, I, I'm new in, like you said, I'm relatively new in this um, finance world and in the public company world. And the two founders of this company are two of the greatest guys I've met, to be honest with you. They're, um, highly integral. They're honest. They, they do everything right. And they're willing to walk away from business if it's not business done the right way. And it just felt really comfortable. And so it's been, um, it's been fantastic. And that, that's why I, I joined this group. And at the same time, you're still managing, you know, uptick and yes. 
Yeah, and Uptick is a great company, and my partner in that is fantastic. He's the guy who actually got me into finance. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's just a very different kind of company, and it, it more revolves around his expertise. Where exchange listing, I mean, I run my own whole group in exchange listing, and it, it is much more revolves around my expertise. Well, then that's a perfect way to wrap up by saying make sure you always know what your expertise is and yes. um, <laughs> maximize that. So thank you again for being on the CEO Blindspots podcast show and sharing your insights. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me.